Welcome to What to Do When, a podcast from Real Lawyers with Real Perspective, where we explore a variety of legal issues and scenarios. Each week, we focus on a new topic and discuss what to do when and if any of these legal scenarios ever happen to you or a loved one. With over 40 years of combined legal experience, our hosts offer their unique perspectives and insights on a range of real-life legal situations. Hi there. Welcome back to Kreiser Cardani here, podcast here in Richmond, Virginia. I'm Jackie. I'm Scott. What's on the docket for today, Jackie? What to do when teens and protective orders. Yeah, man, this is becoming a really big topic, I think. I've ran into so much in the last six months, it's kind of getting um, to be a big deal. And so we thought we'd have a podcast on this. And what we're talking about, this usually is in the context of school usually has something to do with either relationship issues or bullying issues or something like that. And where either your child is the victim of a situation and you want them protected from the other student or your student, your child, somebody else says is doing something to them and they want protection. Um, so this is a really, really, really messy situation no matter how it plays out. So it's um, there's a lot of issues here that need to be thought about. So let's talk about first, if you're a parent, you feel like you need to get a protective order to protect your child. What should you know? I'm not sure that there's a lot of reality in, in protective orders in the context of a high school. And let me just explain why I think that. I perhaps don't think that protective orders are the number one solution. I don't think they're in the top five solutions for young people. I think they make sense in other contexts, but let me tell you why. You're in a high school s- setting. Maybe you're at a pep rally. Maybe you're in band together. Maybe you've gone to the school play. Maybe you're sitting in the lunchroom. There's just, this is a small environment that these people are going to be near each other, guaranteed. They're just going to be near each other. Passing in the hallway. You're going, they're going to see each other. So what happens? You're the student who has said, Hey, you've done this to me and I should have a protective order. You should be so many feet away from me and so on and so forth. I believe that 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 child, maybe that child has been victimized in one way or another. But in a protective order setting, I think they're they're further putting a target on their back, maybe not by the person who victimized them, maybe by other people. Uh, But I think you're just creating a situation, a false sense of security also for the for the victim, um, because it really is just a piece of paper. And. Granted, there are major consequences when that piece of paper is violated, when they break the protective order, when they come closer than they're supposed to, when they call, when they send a smoke signal, when they send a text message, contact them on Instagram, (laughs) send an email. The list goes on, okay? Make any kind of contact. There are serious consequences as well. Um, So for teenagers, I just feel like it's not the best vehicle, but... But, And we'll agree, sometimes it's very necessary. You've got to have something sometimes. And so... You know, this is where you need to contact a professional, go through it. I, I feel like schools have gotten less and less helpful in these situations, quite frankly. Um, I had a protective order recently where the school made my client move out of the classes that he chose because of a situation with another kid because they didn't want to enter into an issue with the other kid because of his situation. And, and it's just a really unfair kind of situation that way. Like, for instance, I'm the guy sitting in class who's being bullied every day. And um, they want me to move out of the class that I'm, I love Professor or Teacher John, and 
you know, I've been waiting to take his class forever in ceramics. And now all of a sudden I have to get out of ceramics because somebody's bullying me. And I do see that a lot. I see schools making very poor choices on whose side they take in these situations and how they handle them. And for some, I just want to say this too. I know it's a hard thing for them too. It's a very hard, difficult Mm -hmm. road. But we, you know, we talk about victims all the time. We talk about victimization and then we're victimizing somebody who's already a victim again. And so, but as Jackie said, these are really tricky wickets because so cell phones is the biggest problem. They are texting and group text, out of the group text. All of a sudden you got some kid who was in a group chat. This, all right, let's put it this way. Let me be clear. So Jackie starts a group text with 50 kids about going to, or maybe it's a sporting event. Maybe it's um, perfect. Or maybe it's a football she's, game. yeah, or maybe she is on the football team. <laughs> and um, I'm the kicker. So she's on a football team and she's scheduling a meeting. So when the two people are involved in the protector, both the victim and the other guy are in that. And so you have Caleb, who's, of course, the victim. And then Johnny, who is for Dude. some reason has a protective order. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and that text goes out to everybody. And then Johnny responds, Caleb has a violation of protective order. And as a parent, you're like, that's really not what I'm after here. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get my, and mm-hmm. it wasn't Jackie's fault that she doesn't probably even know about the protective order. So she's not trying to get anybody involved, but those are the things. And it, social media posting, all these group checks, group tax, everything like that. And even this, it's just Facebook posts, Instagram posts, whatever it is, can all be involved in this nightmare. So the better question for me is what's the solution? Protective order exists and you can get, well, First of all, you, your 16-year-old can't go get a protective order. You Wait as, a minute. Why not? Well, the law says <laughs> <clears throat> that the parent is the next friend, so you have to be 18. Okay, so you the, the parent, which I think most of the people listening today are probably parents of teenagers or young people, you have to go and say, this is why a protective order is necessary, and you swear out an affidavit, and you you do it as next friend because you don't need a protective order against the teenager. Your teenager needs a protective order. So you have to be involved. It's not like they can just go and do this, thankfully, because that would really, yeah. be a bit, really be bad. But the better question for me is what is an alternative solution? And, I, and I'll tell you, I'm not sure that I'm, I'm great at I'm, conflict resolution isn't a problem most of the time. But when we're talking about high school, which I have – kids in high school, four kids in high school. Um, it, it's just not as easy as pulling them into the counselor's office like when they were in fifth grade and yeah. they, you know, passing notes and they didn't like each other and they wanted to go beat each other up on the playground. Now going and beating each other up on the playground in high school just looks very different. You're talking about assault and battery. You're talking about yeah. serious criminal charges. And I, I don't really have a great solution, but I don't know that protective orders are are in the top of that. And and you got to understand that, you know, these things, the way the juvenile court looks at these things too, is, you know, even when somebody gets a protective order, it's supposed to be a way, a means of educating them and getting them into a better place. It's not supposed to be a punishment vehicle in the juvenile court. Even when we technically, when you get a crime in a juvenile court, it's supposed to be um, restorative justice. It's supposed to get you back to a good place. So when you, when you're thinking that you got this protective order to be punitive and then the judge isn't that punitive, you kind of get a false result. Like you were saying, you're hoping for this big, big result and you don't get this big result because the judge is like, well, 
you know, you got two 16 year olds here mm-hmm. who are hormone filled and making dumb decisions. Do I really want to throw this kid in jail for 30 days because he made a mistake? Well, and, and so in what circumstances would a parent and their teenager maybe go seek a protective order against a wrongdoer? You know, that's our, again, I think it's very, I, I think it's very specific. Like we talk about all the time, we tailor our solutions to the people. And I think for me to give that general advice is really hard. I mean, I've seen kids get really beat up really bad. And, um, you know, and that's happened, you know, started out with some bullying, but it's been an ongoing thing with this one guy picking on another guy. I think it may be in that case where the kid can't find peace Mm -hmm. and he's living in hell every day. I think that's maybe something that depending again on the circumstances, like you said, you got to be careful. It's not going to make him a worse victim. Right. And all those kind of things. Remember, kids in schools can kind of be like piranhas. You know, you get one bite and then 85 other kids are on you. So you don't want to be that situation. So you you really got to know your environment. You really got to know your school. You need to go need to actually even know where your kid is in the social pecking order, so to speak, mm-hmm. and how that's going to all work out. So all those things to me are super important when you're crafting a result. I think the other side of this that we haven't talked about is victimization. And, you know, a lot of people don't like to even talk about this, but you know, one of the things we have to do is give our kids tools in their tool bag so they don't become victims. And if they are how ways out of it, and that's a really good thing, get them some maybe counseling of how to deal with it. If you don't have the answers, but how to deal with it. Um, if you're being picked on, don't put up with it immediately report. Uh, for instance, a protective order is not good if you don't report it, but you have the same power to report if he's continually doing something to you. And, and we handle that too. Say for instance, Jackie, Jackie has Caleb. I don't know why she has Caleb, but Caleb is getting picked on every day, every day, every day, every day. I mean, they're pushing him and stuffing him in the lockers and and, and creating all kinds of problems for Caleb. And it's just, he doesn't want to go to school anymore because it's just a nightmare. So he's gone and reported it. He reports it every time it happens. He has friends maybe looking out for him who are reporting it. School's not doing anything. That may be a conversation for us to see what we can do with the school to maybe move this into a different position. So we're seeing it on the school bus too. So yeah. we're, we're noting and seeing that even though there are cameras on the school buses and even though there are bus drivers who are the extension of the school, um, not a lot's being done when kids are getting in fights or getting in um, some kind of skerfuffle on the bus and they're the bullying on the buses and it's, and it's everywhere. It's so widespread. It's, it's terrible. But again, you're putting yourself, I mean, the kids are going to be on that bus every single day unless a kid gets kicked off the bus. And what does it take to make that happen? I mean, it just can yeah. really run you down a rabbit hole. Um, so you don't want to be the victim. You want to stand up for yourself, but then are you going to be the subject of a protective order because you pop somebody because you've been bullied for two weeks? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> they're really, you know, teenagers and humans, that's human, uh, can really get themselves, I think, jammed up. So I think it's important in, in the context of a protective order, before you go seek one for your teenager, I would say reach out to us or if your teenager has been in receipt of a protective order, again, that's another situation where you want to get some help involved. I want to add one more thing. Relationship dynamics in high school are very tough. Mm. And that's one of the biggest areas I'm seeing in when boyfriend and girlfriend have been together forever and one of them breaks up and the other one almost out of spite wants to get a protective order. Um, I see some real reasons to do that. I'm not saying it's not all that, but there's both and and you know, you as a parent, I think it's very important to be on top of your children's relationship if they become abusive, to take appropriate yeah. steps, make sure your daughter or your son's okay. I mean, we're really seeing a lot of that. We're seeing kids who don't have boundaries anymore. They don't understand. Um, I think cell phones have 
eliminated some boundary issues that we had naturally when I was a kid because you can say whatever you want and there's no consequence to that. So then they keep going and going and going and all of a sudden they get themselves in trouble. So, you know, I, I just encourage you as a parent to monitor some of that, make sure your kids are all right, make sure you're seeing what they're putting online. Obviously, you don't need to spy and see every little thing they say, but teaching them, look, it's not all right to just fly off the handle on, on the internet every time you want to. It's not okay to make call names. It's not okay to do things like that. And, um, you know, I raise boys and girls and it's, you know, you, you have to have those conversations and you just have to say your words that you think are funny might be very hurtful for somebody. It may cause a problem that you didn't want to happen. So be aware, be aware of your relationships because right now I see a lot of issues in relationships turning into protective orders, turning into assaults, turning into all kinds of stuff and a lot of heartache for parents. And, you know, what happens in a protective order, one last thing I got to say, really important here is say, I get a protective order against Jackie because she smacked me 18 times in a relationship and the judge just gave me one. And then I'm over here going like, ha ha, gotcha, texting you, enticing you. And I won't get in trouble for that, which is one of my pet peeves about protective orders because it's a one way street. Um, but, but if I respond, but if you respond, man, you're down a road and you can't go and judge. Well, she said this to me first. He's going to say she didn't have protective order. Right. So I, you know, just be careful of all those things. We want you to be very aware of protective orders. We want to offer our expertise. You know, we've been doing this a long time, but we don't always have the answer. And we'll, we'll be honest with you. We don't feel like there's a good solution here. We might tell you, Hey, this may not be a good solution there. And so what you need to know is as if your protective order, if your teenager or anyone has been served with a protective order, immediately make contact with an attorney, especially us, so we can help you get from that stage to the next court date. Um, and then also, <clears throat> if you are interested in seeking a protective order for your student, reach out to us, see if we can't come up with, uh, with a solution that makes sense for you. Remember to like and subscribe. Thank you. Have a good day. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of What to Do When. For more episodes, be sure to subscribe to our podcast, and we encourage you to check our archives to listen to previous topics. Tune in next week for a new episode and some fresh perspective from Kreiser Cardani.